Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. Hello again. A famous movie line served as the basis for a 20-year career I had during the 80s and 90s in consulting. It was from the famous scene in Cool Hand Luke, where the villain shouts amid the gunshots, What we have here is failure to communicate. My firm, Communications for Management, actually had as its motto, quote, the answer is more communications. What's the question? Unquote. Close enough. Today we are going to challenge and defend the basic premise of this podcast, which is that the younger generation can learn useful things from the older generation. But to make this happen, we're going to have to up the communications between those generations. Of course, some people are going to say that we now have more communications than ever. Look at all the tools and toys we have to do that with. I read an article a few weeks ago titled, I'm a Boomer, Young People Don't Have Much to Learn from Us, unquote. Now, isn't that a boomer for you? Well, maybe not, because they have long-established reputations for self-admiration and self-centeredness. So maybe we ought to look a little more into the argument this person makes. The writer says, we should question whether the accumulated experience, knowledge, and wisdom of someone who has lived for many decades is necessarily appropriately attuned to the context of decision-making found in the modern world. He goes on, to be 60 or 70 or 80 in 2022 is very different from being 25 in 2022. Of course, he cites media and things like self-parking cars are better equipped to lead in the 21st century. He thinks maybe CEOs should get out of the way because they don't understand remote working. Just because a kid can handle all these tech gadgets of our time or have no problems walking a tightrope on gender identity, he says, older people should, you know, like, get out of the way. Really? This kind of reminds me of the Tarzan story, you know. The nature kid brought up in the wild is hopeless in the big city. I think a lot of problems that young people have today point straight back at a selfish, self-centered generation that was so into themselves and so into making money they had no time for tending to their flocks. And now those birds have come back to roost. I will agree with one thing. Older people do not get it technologically. I consider myself an exception, excuse the back padding here, to be in the top percentile of computer savvy old people. Call me a geezer geek if you want. I've been working continuously with computers since the early 1980s and have by necessity had to keep up with it. Unfortunately, there are people, too many people I know, who don't even have an email much less know how to operate a smartphone. Shame on them. It's a quick path to mind rot. Another thing keeping the generations from understanding each other is that in our country, and other countries as time goes by, there is little respect or tolerance for old people. 
It's like that boomer said, old people are out of touch. Well, maybe that's because our society doesn't value old people. They consider them a burden to be tolerated. Maybe one of the reasons is that young people have been kept down too long. Old people refuse to leave the stage because they couldn't figure out what else to do with their lives in retirement. To that point, one of my favorite questions is to ask, why is Mick Jagger still out there playing music? Maybe it's because it's hard to remember the melody of even one of Taylor Swift's songs. Ouch, I know, I know. But wherever you look in the arts or sports or whatever, an enormous lack of originality persists. Maybe that's why the old folks are still performing out there. There's so little new originality. There's so few places to express it as well. And now with all the chat about the new chat AI software, are we going to let machines write the music as well as our college essays and novels? As far as I can tell, the dominating theme in the arts for the past 50 years has been youthful rebellion against parents, the schools, the government, the churches, and especially the moral codes that keep our society glued together. See, I can stick my tongue out at all these and and what else you got? We still live in a me world, not a lot of we going on out there. Where are the artists dreaming of the new? Where are the artists dreaming of the new? And our generational divide is painful and destructive. In ages past, older people had value because they had experiences and knowledge to pass on. But sometime, not long ago, young people realized that the internet could answer all the questions they had. So what good were the older people for now? Well, as long as mom and pop and the grandparents are paying the bills, today's kids do not have to pretend to listen. Sure, after the hormones hit, the big breakup begins, but hasn't that always been the case? And so, if I, a pre-boomer no less, can keep up technologically, but can I still be of value to coming generations? Thing is, I really believe that young people and older people, more than they will admit or understand, need each other. Older people have better judgment skills, and they have time to help younger people, babysitting, household chores, and all that. I think back to the lessons I learned from my own parents. I used to kid them and say, Mom, you always taught me the important thing in life was to get along with people. And I also remember Dad's advice, which was, don't take any crap from anybody. With those contradictory admonitions, was I ready to take on the world? I did mean this to be funny, and yes, it is a true story. Parents teach you directly and indirectly. You learn manners from them, you learn how to deal with older people, you learn lessons about honesty, trustworthiness, bravery, loyalty. Some of this is direct. Johnny, you have to tell the truth. Some of it's indirect, like watching a parent lie to another child or adult. And parents can point you in, you in a new direction in life. Love of classical music, or basketball, or knitting, or gossiping for hours on the phone, or making things with your hands, or driving too fast. 
Ever heard of the phrase, don't do what I do, do what I say? Young impressionable people don't have to hear that phrase, they can see it in action. A parent willing to tackle difficult challenges, physically, emotionally, mentally, transmits that to their child. If that child is not overly absorbed, of course, in an iPad. I remember a work colleague I hung out with who told me how her eldest daughter was determined to have a baby, even if she couldn't snag a husband. And so, finally, she did after uh, artificial insemination. She had a little boy. And one day, I went over to visit a couple years later. I walked into a room where a two-year-old child was sitting by himself watching TV with the mother nowhere to be found. This was the woman who absolutely had to have a child. Why? It all begins with having children, of course. Looking back, I think how many young people rush into marriage and children without a lot of forethought about how hard it is. Parents who do a good job of raising kids put the time in. I was a child of the 50s. My mom was at home to raise me and my brother. She put in the time. My father, whose father died when he was just two, did an amazing job of helping raise us with no model to follow. Where did he learn it? I admire my son, the school teacher, and his wife, who t whose two sons are quickly approaching manhood. These parents have been with their kids every step of the way, and now the boys at 18 and 21 are still close to their parents and still value them because the parents put the time in. From my mid-30s to age 50, I was heavily involved in scouting. When a parent would come to sign up their boy for Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts, I would try and recruit them to help out. You only have your son until about 15, I would say, and I meant it. This was from the mid-70s to the early 90s, before the internet really got going. Now, from my experience talking and talking to teachers, you now have got them for maybe until fifth grade. The world out there begins to capture them and turn them against you very quickly. Remember the line, don't trust anyone over 30? It's not funny, it's more than real. I'm quite capable of spouting off more about all the ways we might try and fix this, but I think you have to think about this on a personal level. What can I do to communicate better with young people? What kind of cognitive dissonance can I create to show that old people rock, that they're worth something, that they're not just some kind of asset with a time delay on it? Here's my short, quick, tentative list of do's and don'ts for young and old to get things right for improving communication. A quick list for young people. One, don't hang around with just with your own kind. Live in a community that is diverse in age as well as race and income. I think the simplest way for the generations to connect is simply for them to be in an environment where they can easily connect. I think senior communities are not a good idea. Don't be condescending to the old. Yes, they can be negative and grouchy and skeptical because they've lived a long time and sometimes a hard life and they know stuff you can't get off of YouTube.
and another, don't forget you're heading in their direction. And they look the way they do because their bodies are wearing out, just like yours will. You can't hide that. And here's some advice now for older folks. First of all, live in a diverse environment. Same advice. Avoid retirement communities. Live in the real world. It's much more interesting. Second, keep up with the world. Read, comma, listen, and watch the news. Not just Fox. No bubbles, please. Thirdly, keep up with technology. Keep up at least with the basics like email and smartphones. I found older people, especially like Facebook. It's actually a great way, no matter what the criticisms you hear, for people to keep in touch with family and also learn how to use FaceTime and other tools so you can chat with live video with your family with your smartphone. Don't ignore your body. Find ways to exercise even if you don't enjoy it. Walk the dog or the neighborhood. Use your extra free time to give back. There are lots of young people who help in nonprofits. That's a place where you can connect with them. The list will go on in future podcasts. But for now, find a way to connect with young people or old people. Everybody will win. That's it for now. This is Mel Zellman. Thank you for listening. And catch us next time.